And here we are, the episode that no one thought would ever air is finally here. I am joined by the wonderful, talented Mr. Paul Lighting. Keep How going, you, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Fabulous, incredible, uh, modest, <laughs> all is well, man. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Um, I actually did uh, an episode before this because um, we were we thought that we would record in advance because if you didn't if you didn't show up we would have had something to put up but thankfully you didn't show up. Who do you think I am? Of course I'm going to show up. <laughs> yeah, I even I even cut my dog walking short this morning. You know, took, took my dogs for a walk and I got back early so I could. Uh, I could uh, hose myself off. Oh man, it is, it is an honor, and I am disappointed that uh, no one uh, asked me any questions to, to send to you. So, I guess I would have to ask ask them myself. And keep in mind, if don't so don't get upset at me for not asking about Metal Gear or uh, Transformers. Oh, <laughs> ask me anything. I don't care. It's, it's up to me whether I want to answer or not. Um, so what, so is your, yeah. what, what is your your favorite? What, what do you like more than? Oh, um, I, you know, favorite? Yeah. Favorite role? Yeah. Um, does the guy from StarCraft count? Oh, um, wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 I'm trying to think. Um. You need more Vespine gas. Uh, <laughs> you wait, 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 the other one. Uh, God, you must construct additional you, pylons. Yeah, you must construct additional pylons. Pylons, 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 pylons. pylons. Man, I, I, I have people so sick of hearing me say that. <laughs> did you know that when you? Um, this is my first question. Did you know that it was going to be this big when uh, you recorded that line? No, not at all. Especially in the beginning. It, um, Way back when, no, nobody knew. Same thing with uh, Diablo, uh, which was, or Metal Gear. We had no idea, you know. Uh, Diablo and Metal Gear was we we did about the same time. Totally different, you know, characters and whatnot. Um, but often you you don't know until it hits. Sometimes you, you know, when we did Metal Gear. Sorry, I know you didn't ask about Metal Gear, but when we did Metal Gear, we had no idea. It was going to be the uh, phenomenon it was, or it is. Um, just really happy and lucky to have been able to do it. And the guys at Blizzard with Diablo and StarCraft, um, when I first did Diablo down at their place in uh, Irvine, it was, they were well known, but it was still kind of small potatoes. And we, didn't, we didn't realize you know, what they were going to become. I don't think they did either. Um, Chris Metzen and all those guys, but uh, I'm just blessed. I'm really lucky that, <laughs> that I got in there. Now they use me on all of them, you know. Uh, but you weren't the, narr the narrator in Diablo Three. No, not the narrator. I, they they did they did pull me in. I don't even know who did it. You know who did it? Ah, uh, no, I didn't because there's no voice cast of the third one. Yeah, I didn't like. There's no credits for the third one. I haven't that I've been able to find. Oh, really? Well, um, I'm I'm in it. Uh, and just, I think, just out of loyalty, you know, they wanted to, or maybe I'm good luck or something. They, 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 they 
threw me a bone, basically, which was really lovely of them. You know, uh, they, they don't have to do that kind of stuff. They're too big, but uh, wanted me involved. Um, so are you going to be in the new Metal Gear, the uh, Ground Zeroes one? No idea. I've heard nothing. Listen, I, I heard a rumor that because the uh, Japanese voice of um, Roy Campbell passed away, that Campbell will not appear anymore. So I, I, don't, know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, that's what uh, someone contacted me and said that's what uh, they heard uh, um, Kojima say. It, uh, he was done. Nah, I, I don't. I don't see that because um, he's uh, he's kind of a big deal. Like he's the guy who bosses Snake around. I mean, like who? Do you, like who else are they going to get to to do it? Yeah, I, I, a lot. I hope so, but I've heard nothing at all. So I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Because like, that, that's like the, the I hate to ask the, the, the question of like, are you going to be in the new Metal Gear? Because you get that a lot. I'm pretty sure, but like because. I don't want people to listen to this and then like. Why didn't you ask? Why didn't you ask? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want I don't want them to get pissed off at me and come up with uh, pitchforks and say, "Why didn't you ask them about Metal Gear?" And ask me stuff anything. like that. And the other thing is, a lot of times people don't want to ask questions that have been asked before because they think I've heard them. Well, there are a lot of folks that haven't heard. You know, so ask anything. I don't. I'm, I don't care. Um, yeah, Metal Gear. Uh, I hope. I hope so because I love working with those guys. David um, Hayter is is uh, is primo as far as I'm concerned. I just love. Oh, he he's a god. He's a god among men. <laughs> Not just as a, a talent and a writer and a voiceover, but yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as a human being, he's just a yeah, good man. He, he's Solid Snake, the Giver, and he wrote the first two X Men movies. Yep. So what more do you want? <laughs> yep. And uh, it was very cool because, <clears throat> excuse me, after he had done. Um, uh, the first X-Men. And I think he'd already been signed to do the uh, second one. He, um, I, ca I called him one day. My, my daughters were still in high school. And I called him. I said, hey, David, uh, we have a program at our school called Visiting Professionals. It was an arts high school. Unfortunately, both my daughters are actresses. They're following in their mother and father's footsteps. <laughs> we're bad parents. Um, and... Uh, he, um, I said, look, uh, I know it's, I, I hate to ask this. I don't like to ask favors of friends, you know, that sort of thing. He said, well, who are you going to ask favors of your enemies? I, no. Uh, so I said, would you mind coming in and, and um, talking to this? It's a class of uh, TV, uh, film and TV students. Um, they, they take this class just to figure out what's going on. And, and we started this um, visiting professionals program to let them see what, but it's like in the real world, not just on an academic sort of uh, uh, footing. And without hesitation, he said, absolutely, when you want me to come. And it was, I said, well, it will only take an hour of your time. We've had, it's been great success. We've had Emmy Award winners, Oscar Award winners, the Al Ruddy who produced the, um, uh, the, the uh, Godfather movies. He came in, um, Nancy Cartwright. You know, you know, she is the voice of. Um, oh God, we just yeah. we just had to talk about her in the, the episode we recorded before this. So. Oh well, Nancy came in and and, uh, and spoke, and I when I and this is just after he's you know X Men's a huge hit and whatnot. So he called me he called me in the back and he said, "Listen, uh, you want me to stay long? I've got more time." 
So he ended up staying, I, th I think it was like a little over two hours talking and signing autographs and just hang out with the kids. And he, he told us how he got to do the X-Men, you know, how, how lucky he was and how right he was for it. Um, so anytime that he asks me to do anything, I'm there because we, we don't pay anybody either. Uh, we give him a T-shirt, you know, from the high school. <laughs> <laughs> But he, you know, he drove. <clears throat> excuse me. But the school is also like twenty-five miles away from his his home. He just came. Excuse me, I got a cough again. <clears throat> oh, uh, he just showed up, and um, and the the kids were just uh, all agog, you know, because <laughs> especially the guys are all gamers, and they were. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, and they kept saying, "I'm sorry to ask this question about Snake." He said, "No, ask, ask." Could you do the voice? And of course, he, 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 he's just a mensch. I, I love the dude. Anyway, I ramble. Uh, no, no, it's, it's fine because I did a podcast like before this and I was just talking constantly for an hour and a half and it's nice just to have someone else to listen to <laughs> talk and I don't, I don't have to say anything. <laughs> Good. Good. So. Um, and I, I would just like to... Talk about your personal life a little bit, if that's okay. But um... I'm talking about my personal life. It's <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Uh... <laughs> no, no, because th this is this is kind of serious. Like this is this is something that happened recently that really scared me. Was when you were hospitalized for um, oh for uh, the kidney stones. And, yeah, uh, it, um, it it sounds worse. Well, no, let me. Th I was gonna say it sounds worse than it was. No, the pain was excruciating, but it's it's. Um, Stuff happens, you know. Kidney stones are not uncommon; they happen all ages, men and women. Um, black folks, uh, black men seem to to get them a lot, but but it's uh, it's caused from there's several different ways. Some some are, are uh, calcium made out of calcium. So if you have a lot of dairy or just have a lot of food with calcium, they sometimes crystallize in the kidney. And they're fine. They hang in the kidney. They're okay. They stay there. And more often than not, they wash away uh, without you even know it. Sometimes you just have a little, yeah, oh, that, that was irritating in your abdomen and whatnot. Um, and then they're gone. But sometimes they get to the size where they don't go. And when they do, um, you get incredible pain. The doctor calls it... Um, Acute, no, no, uh, exquisite pain. And it's, <laughs> I've been told by several doctors, it's the closest uh, pain that a man can feel that equates to a woman giving birth. Ouch. But at the end, a woman has a baby. And a man has blood in his urine. That's it. <laughs> and maybe you can find a little uh, granule that's there. And in my case, what happened was it didn't move, so it wasn't passing. It, it stopped halfway down, and so what they had to do was go get it, And uh, because then it was causing um, kidney functions to, uh, um, to get bad. Now, it would have taken weeks for it to be a serious, serious issue. Uh, the only thing serious about it was the pain. Uh, but so I was in the hospital for a few days. They flushed me with 
uh, IV, uh, IVs and whatnot to try and uh, get it to go on its own. Wouldn't go. Uh, and then uh, they had to <laughs> go get it. Uh, uh, they had to shove that. <laughs> yeah, they had to ah. get it. And they don't go through it. They don't do it surgically, if you know what I mean. Uh, they go through an opening. <laughs> and uh, and you're out for that. So, you know, you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. It's uh, it's unpleasant. It's it, it's one of the few times that uh, in my life that having someone uh, um, handle me in that area where I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> you're you're lucky that you're here because if this was anyone else telling me this, I would have gone into, into explicit detail and I would have made jokes about it left and right. Oh, uh, I do, I do myself. Oh, here's the, the, you'll have fun with this one too. Um, what they did was afterwards, they put in a, um, a stent, you know, sometimes when they, when they do heart surgery, they use a little stent to make sure that the, the vein is open and whatnot, or the artery stays open. Well, after they do this procedure, what they do is they go up, they put in this stent that I thought was maybe an inch, two inches long. Well, it was actually, uh, over a foot that stretches from the kidney into the bladder, okay? What they did was they, they, they insert through that a, um, a camera and a laser. And so they shoot the, they break it up with a laser, and then the pieces leave of their own accord then. That's how they did it. But then they leave the stent in there for 10 days, and then, and you don't feel it. You don't know it's there. <laughs> and then, God, I'm telling everything. Um, <laughs> and then, this has never happened to me. So, so it's like, oh, cool. This is very cool. Um, and then, it, 10, 11 days later, you go back to the doctor's office and he removes it. And the way he removes it is out the only way, the way it came in. And basically, uh, uh, there's this. <laughs> they leave a string on it and he just pulls the string and he says, okay, just take a deep breath. Okay. Breathe out. And then, um, then he does it and, uh, then it's gone. No pain, just a real strange sensation. <laughs> not, not a pleasant sensation, but, but no pain. It's just really, oh really weird. You know, and I understand. Oh and they, then the guy tells me afterwards, "Oh, this happens all the time." It's like, not to me, it don't, baby. <laughs> do so, you know who I am? Yeah. So what? What I do now? In fact, he did know who I was <laughs> because I went to uh, St. Joseph's Medical Center in Burbank, which is right down the street from uh, Warner Brothers, and uh, and uh, Disney is Disney is directly across the street. Disney Studios. Um. So he he uh, he was also a gamer, <laughs> so he knew who I was. It, it's you know, it was it was interesting to say the least. But the dude knew what he was doing, and it was it was cool. One quick thing, uh, the one thing that hurt me almost as much as the exquisite pain was I was to be working on Wednesday of this week of that week at Disney. Uh, doing uh, voice work on Monsters University. 
that's the sequel to Monsters Incorporated, Pixar. Uh, exclusive, right here. You heard yeah. it right here. Exclusive. It is. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I had done one day, and then we were to do another day. Uh, and so I was booked on Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday night is when I went into the hospital. And although they weren't doing anything with me except flushing me with antibiotics and having me hook up to an IV, I was just sitting there looking out my window at Disney Studios, realizing that I was missing a day of work and missing the residuals that I would get from working on this incredibly wonderful Pixar uh, movie. So that was really painful to know all my buds were over there recording. And I, I'm, literally, I was uh, walking five-minute walk across the street, and I couldn't do it. And it, oh, that hurt almost as much as the actual pain of the kidney stone. But, hey, oh. sometimes life gets in the way, you know? That is kind of depressing to hear. Yeah, life gets in the way of art. <laughs> so um, I, I know that you've probably been asked this question a lot of times, but uh, how did you originally get the part of Perceptor in the Transformers series? Just auditioned. Uh, the guy uh, who Wally Burr, who was, um, I think he was he was doing the auditions as well as uh, directing it early on. Um, I had done an earlier, um, I think it was yeah it was earlier. I had done a series called The Littles, and um, I was reminded of this a while ago because I couldn't remember exactly how Wally knew me, but he, plus I I had done a bunch of stuff at Hanna Barbera. Uh, when I first moved out here, I, I had um, I did I got lucky and did a lot of um, different things at Hanna Barbera. You know, working with people that I'd grown up listening to, the Jetsons and the Smurfs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was watching Boomerang and uh, I was watching the Jetsons and I was shocked that uh, your name came in the credits. <laughs> yeah, I was boy, boy Nova, man. Yeah, hey, it was <laughs> it was silly. I was Jane Jetson's high school boyfriend who grows up to be. A, um, a Las Vegas style crooner. He was very cool. Uh, <laughs> not a very good singer, but he he was cool. Um, and so I got I I got called in to audition, and as I recall, uh, they were looking for a C three PO type. Um, they wanted an English accent, kind of a um, a befuddled. I don't know if they said C three PO type. I think that may have been in my head. But they were looking for a um, uh, kind of an absent-minded English professor type who was um, uh, the smartest guy around. So I, I really can't remember whether it was me or whether it was them who said uh, a C-3PO type. But that's ended, ended up what I ended up uh, going with. And luckily, um, they went with it. And uh, bizarre because no one else... <laughs> sounded like that, you know. And what was also interesting was I never got a chance to do any of the. Um, let me let me let me think. I want to make sure I'm not lying to you. Uh, any of the really big guys, you know, any of, any of the the manly voices. It was that, and uh, I got to do uh, Quintesson. It's several different characters, but never, except for when we were all doing something together. Uh, none of the big, um, yeah, yeah, none know, of the uh, prime none voices, of the guys, yeah. right? Or you know, um, the manly guys. 
you know. No, none of the characters have transformed into anything uh, into cars or anything that like that. <laughs> yeah, nothing cool. Except <laughs> except is pretty cool. You know. I never saw. But he's but he's a microscope. I mean, come on, man, that's not cool. He's a microscope. But he's brilliant. But now he's a track. He's a track vehicle now. Oh, you... well, obviously, because like, who wants to buy a <laughs> microscope? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting to me when people come up to me at, at the different conventions. I, I've not done a lot of them. I just started doing them a couple of years ago when BotCon asked me to come because they were doing a um, um, a reissue of uh, the, the Gen 1 uh, Perceptor. And I, to be honest with you, I always thought that – I never thought that anybody gave a crap about Perceptor because he wasn't one of the cool ones. He was just – he turned into a microscope, although he did um, uh, um, he did some cool things in a few of the episodes. He so, survived the movie, and that's, that's, that's and he's the one who said, you know, that uh, the wounds were fatal. You know, he's he's yeah, that was a big one. He he's a, he's a survivor, <laughs> um, and uh, so when, whenever people would come up and say, "Oh yeah, Perceptor was my favorite," you know, part of me is feeling, "Oh come on." You're just saying that because I'm here. Don't you know, bullshit. And you want to be nice to me. <laughs> uh, but there have been times when I have been genuinely shocked. Uh, a gentleman came up to me at my first BotCon in uh, Orlando and told me that. And he's a guy who um, walks with canes, uh, bent over, has obviously physical disabilities. Uh, and he said, he told me that when, when he was in high school, that he, he, he never, he couldn't identify with all the other guys when he was younger because he couldn't get out and run around and be cool like everybody else. So he identified with Perceptor. And, and he said um, that he wrote his paper on, on um, Macbeth. He had to do something on Shakespeare. So he wrote his paper, but he wrote it um, in the style of Perceptor. And I said, oh, come on. And I, I said... <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking, oh, this, you know, you're really a nerd. Um, and I said, or, or, and I said, man, I, I think he's probably just making me feel good. Well, by golly, he, he came back the next day with, the, he had contacted his mother who had faxed it to him. Um, and I have it right now. I've got it, not with me, but I've, I have it. I've kept it because he did. He wrote it in the style the preceptor would, the way he would write. Um, uh, he annotated it. He, obviously, the dude is really bright, and it blew me away. It blew me away, and uh, and uh, those are the moments. Oh, and there's another one, another guy who told me, uh, also in Florida, that Perceptor inspired him to go into um, astrophysics. And I was like, oh yeah, oh good, that, that's not, that's nice. And uh, we talked for a while. And he convinced me that it was true. And uh, was it la last year when they decommissioned the um, right before the last shuttle flight? They gave the people who work on the shuttle. He's a test engineer on the shuttle program. That's what he that's what he does. They allowed them. They pulled it away from the uh, wherever it was. It's, it sits for them to take pictures as a thank you to all the guys who worked there. He took his preceptor 
and set it in the foreground and did a forced perspective. And it, it's, it's, yeah, you'll, you'll find a picture on my Facebook uh, page somewhere. Um, and it's Perceptor in the foreground with the shuttle, with the Challenger in the background. And he, he, he sent it to me and said, see, I just want to you know, let you know that I was telling you the truth. Is Michael Giordano is his name. And um, see, stuff like that blows me away. So those times, doesn't matter what the project is or what the character is, it taught me a lesson that even when we think it's just, you know, we're too cool for the school, you know, hey, you know, this is, it doesn't mean that much. It's a job. I'm making money, blah, 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 all that crap. Somebody, it's touching somebody somewhere, even if it's one person. I mean, and screw it. You know, that, that's, that's why I do what I do. It ain't, it ain't about the money because you could make more money as an actor or, or, or make more money as a human being doing something else. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. But, it, <laughs> but the cool thing is it really does. It slaps you around and lets you know that, you know, no matter what you think it is, you know, you know it's important to somebody. Oh, yeah, because I, I grew up in the 90s, and I cannot tell you how I am thankful for, for guys like Rob Paulson. I've hated him. Or... I've never <laughs> He is such a schmuck. I've never liked uh, Paulson. <laughs> Damn. See, th- these are the moments that I wish it was video so you could, you know, that folks could, t- instead of just hearing me say, ragging on Rob. Rob is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I love the guy. We have so much, uh, we feel the same way about, we've, in fact, we've had this kind of conversation before. Uh, he uh, is uh, a couple of different characters, recurs a couple of characters in Ben 10. And every time he's there, we waste a lot of time laughing. You know, he's just, yeah, Rob is, he's a winner. I love that dude. We did a movie together uh, <laughs> years and years ago when we were both young. Uh, and I played a cab driver whose hilarious moment, uh, it's a movie called Stewardess School. One of the worst movies ever. Uh, and I play a cab driver whose hilarious moment happens when he helps this girl uh, uh, get her bags out of my uh, of the trunk of the car and she hits me in the groin. And it's a funny moment because then I have to talk like this. You know, it's one of those, you know, oh my God, how, how typical is that? I'm talking like, hey, hey can I help you, ma'am? Let me get that for you. Say, oh, come on, sweetie, I'll get it for you. And then um, she pulls away and the bag gets me in the groin and she says, thank you. I say, You're welcome. Oh, and that was, oh, man, that's funny stuff. Okay, that was me. Rob played a very, very over-the-top gay um, guy. I think he was also trying to go to Stewart's school. I think he was the one man. Oh, the one, no, the one gay guy in the show. And it was one of those, okay, let's go over the top and really play, you know, the, the, you know, the quintessential a negative uh, <laughs> idea of what a, homosexual is you know but he was funny dude was funny anyway so yes you you raised we're raised in the 90s and romp Paulson. <laughs> no i i'm just i'm just saying that like, i'm very thankful to to, to the voice actors and, and all the work you guys do and um, you know it created a lot of good childhood memories for me growing up and and as as i got older i i uh 
had an interest in animation. Uh-huh. I just, uh, you know, I learned this stuff. Like I, um, you know, like the internet. Like if you came back in time, if you like had a time machine and came back to me and said that I was going to have a conversation with a guy who voiced Roy Campbell in uh, Metal Gear Solid, I would have told you that you were out of your mind. Yeah, but it's, um, a, it's a different world, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's just it is just amazing that you know you. To be honest, like when I saw that you were on Facebook, I thought. Oh, it's you know, it's Paul's got a Facebook now. Like all of them have Facebooks. Like they're not gonna like respond to anything or or anything you write. But to my surprise, you were the most active voice actor I think I've ever talked to. Oh wow, that's cool. Um, you know, uh, it makes me feel good. Yeah, look, I, I've said it before, and it, I get so much crap from uh, some. Uh, Folks that I've, you know, fans initially that we that I met, and uh, who are now friends that I met first at my first con in in um, Orlando, and then I've seen I saw again in Pasadena BotCon, and then I just went to the UK uh, in August, July August, and reconnected with some folks in England. And uh, they give me such crap because, 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 because we're now friends. And when I say things like, you know, that, that what the reason you do what you do is to make contact with human beings. Do you know what I mean? So when, when you say things like that, it makes me feel good. But it, it also makes me realize that why isn't everybody like that? I know we all get busy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because I try. You weren't the first person I contacted to, what? to guest star. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's too busy. <laughs> no, I tried contacting Frank Welker, but his people oh, told me about you know that, that he's too that he's too godly to to even. Oh, we we can't even see Frankie. No, no, he's he's too no. Frank is also one of the kindest men. And most generous guys I've ever worked with, and I got to work with him a lot. You know, uh, but he, you know, look, uh, if he, not, none of us can can um, keep up with all the requests. I've got people who want me to to record things for them all the time. I do it when I can. Sometimes the requests step over the uh, the, the line. Um, I have one gentleman who asked me to do something for him, and I recorded something for him as as Roy Campbell. And then he asked me for a, a thing, a nice little piece that he wrote. And then he asked me to do five more episodes. It's like, well, four more episodes. And it's like, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you want that, you have to pay me for it. <laughs> yeah, it it it, it's, it's, it takes time. It takes stu- my studio time. It takes um, time out of my life, away from my family. And it's, you know, and it's, it takes time away from doing things for other people as well. Yeah. Um, so, but that doesn't happen that often. I feel bad that I can't do it, you know, more. Because if it wasn't for people who listen and who give a shit about what I do, you know, where am I? You, know, you don't act in a vacuum. You don't do anything uh, in a vacuum. I could be the best actor, best voice actor in the world, 
but nobody listened or nobody cared, you know, what difference does it make? You know? Um, and, and it's funny that you should mention that because I got a real funny story here. Um, you remember that commission I did uh, by Michael J. My Michael J. Larson on uh, DeviantArt? Oh yeah. Um, the comments in that uh, in that picture, that page, really cracked me up because a lot of people thought you were dead. What? <laughs> Oh, I, I heard that Tom Kenny died again today. <laughs> Tom Kenny has been dying for the last four months in a, in a, the same car crash. It's been it's been amazing. <laughs> wait a minute, I, 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 we are now at. Uh, wait a minute, I'm I'm looking right now on this picture that uh, that is just so freaking cool. Uh, it's now up to uh, what is it? Um, how many likes do I have on that bad boy? Uh, oh, damn it. Over 500. Wow. Yeah, over 500. So the dude's work is being seen. You know? And um, understand that I did not do this to, to kiss your ass. I did this out of, out of you know, appreciation. No, a little ass kissing's fine with me. <laughs> nah. You know, actors have to do it all the time. So, you know, wait a minute. I'm, I'm looking at some comments here. Anybody comment on them? Oh, somebody just wrote. Uh, I hope some people are listening. There's people who have uh, posted. Uh, oh, one guy said, this may sound stupid on my part, big brother. And I love this dude. Um, podcast is just a modernized term for broadcasting, right? I'm going to write yes. We're online as I type this. I ask people if they have any questions they'd like to ask while you're home. Well, we got you on. To ask questions. Damn, I'm, I'm cool. I can type and talk at the same time. Okay. I just... Post that. See if it'll do any good. Uh, um, go ahead. I, I have a I have a question again. Um, oh, I'm the only one here, so why 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 am I saying I have a question when I'm the only one here? Yes, uh, Abdullah, you have your hand up. <laughs> what is your question? <laughs> um, in Benten Omniverse, I I looked at your credits and uh, and you were credited as uh, Kyber's dog. I was wondering how how did you do that? Like that. Well, Frank Welker, you've you've taught him well, Frank. <laughs> you have taught him well. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, and then they they put it through you know harmonizers and whatnot and, and futz with it. Uh, yeah, they just uh, I loved it because the first incarnation of Ben Ten. We've had now one, two, three, four different, four, four different directions. Four, yeah. And um, and the first first incarnation, I, I would do the you know occasional truck driver or thug, you know one, you know quick little one liner, but it was always Grandpa Max after that. And then um, another another director, I would I did nothing but Grandpa Max. Ever. It's like, oh, okay, all right, fine. 
And then, uh, because different directors see you different ways. You know, I, 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 why it was that way the first, or maybe the producer, I don't know. And maybe they just wanted to make sure that Grandpa Max was pure in one voice. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not yeah, because, sure. Yeah, um, because in the later series, uh, you start seeing less of Grandpa Max, because I, uh, from what I read, uh, the... The network felt that uh, they they needed Ben to move on, and right. you know they want to explore his relationship with Gwen and Kevin and, and Alien Force and Ultimate Alien. So that's why. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, but I'm guessing. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not talking about Grandpa. I'm talking about doing extra characters. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but now uh, what I was told by the producers this year with Omniverse was that they realized that. They needed Grandpa Max to be there. He's the solidifying force because he's the only one that's been there from the very beginning. The same voice has been there from the very beginning. Uh, and that was me. So, you know, this time, uh, Omniverse, he lives with Grandpa Max. So I'm in a lot more, which is which I'm happy about. But which also, because of a different director or producers or whoever, I don't know what, who made the decision, I get a chance to do a lot more characters. Like I, I, I recur as... Um, um, what's his name? Um, Blue Kitch, one of the two Galvins, um, who are there. The, the Galvin race are the most intelligent, is the most intelligent race in the um, universe. Um, these two Galvins, Blue Kitch and uh, Dreba, are the dumbest of the Galvins, but still makes them smarter than the <laughs> human. But, um, they're not real. They're not terribly bright. So I got to do him, and I'm I guy, and I'm um, uh, the dog. I'm also Liam, who is a <laughs> he recurs. He's a um, a bad guy, a chicken man. He's a big muscle bound chicken. Uh, so I get to do and a couple of other characters. So and as an actor, you know, you want to do more than just one thing. It's like. I don't. I don't do just one voice, you know. I, I'm still an actor, you know. So it, it's, it's. So I'm having a good time with it. It's great fun. Oh, can I tell you a quick story? Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, Perceptor. I'm Perceptor. Gen One Perceptor. When they bring back um, uh, animated Transformers animated. Oh God! <laughs> they decided to um, to have Perceptor uh, as a one of those, as I guess it's Mac voice or whatever it's called, where it's not a human voice at all. The conceit was that to to gain more knowledge, Perceptor gave up his uh, human side or whatever you want to call it. So now he sounds more like um, um, oh, what's his name? Stephen Hawking. So they use no actor. All right. So I was pissed off about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not terribly. You know, you know, in this business, things change. Like right now, somebody else did my voice in, um, did Perceptor's voice in uh, the last uh, game, Transformers game. And uh, he did a phenomenal Perceptor uh, yeah. impression. Yeah. Uh, well, that stuff happens all the time. I've replaced people. It, it, it sucks, but it, it happens. So you let it go. It's, it's, I think uh, Corey Burton also replaced you as Zeus in God of War. Damn him. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, the thing with uh, uh, with uh, with uh, the Transformers animated. Um, so I would, I always made this joke about it. Oh, I want to find out who did that. Blah 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 blah. You know, <laughs> jokingly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I see. I see where this is going. Oh, do you know where it's going? So I'm. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, the um, a big party for uh, Omniverse um, premiere. So Cartoon Network threw this really lovely uh, get together, and I'm sitting. Uh, uh, at this table with a bunch of guys who are um, um, vo- the voice engineers. They, they do the voice and sound on the show. Um, you know, the m- mixing and whatnot. And we're talking, and I'm having a great time. They're really great guys. I really like them a lot. And we're talking about this and that. And uh, I said, what, what did you guys do before? And what other things, shows have you worked on? They said, oh, we did this, we did that. And we worked on Transformers Animated. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, it Transform- you did Transformers Animated. I said, okay. Then you guys are the jerks who, who, got, who took away Perceptor's voice. And they said, oh, my God, that's right, you're Perceptor. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate you ruining my career. <laughs> and they also, everybody started laughing. And they said, yeah, but it wasn't us. It, it was, it was uh, the director's reason. Uh, uh, he, he's the one who told us to do it. So I said, well, who the hell was the director? Uh, this is from someone who hasn't done his homework. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he said, well, it's um, um, Mark Young- Youngberg. I said, what? He is the director uh, of, uh, of Ben 10 Omniverse. Uh, the guy I'm working with now. And of course, I'd already given uh, Derek Wyatt a hard time because he did the characters, um, the drawings for um, <laughs> for uh, animated, and now he's also doing the characters for Ben Ten Omniverse. So I'd already given Derek a hard time about it, but he never mentioned that Mark uh, Youngberg was was the director of that one. So when I accosted him at our next session, I said, "Okay, Mark, what's the idea? You ruined my career." <laughs> we all had a good laugh uh, and because he said, well, you know, they actually did it for money reasons. They had so many characters they could get, blah, 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 blah. So they just, they, they came up with this as a solution to save money. So you got to be careful with what you say and who you say things to. If I was being a real jerk and meaning everything that I was saying and then finding out that the guy I'm presently working for uh, was a guy I was attacking... Um, they could have gotten a new voice for Grandpa Max real quick, you know. <laughs> and it's also nice to know that you know you end up meeting. It's a small, uh, small community. You end up meeting people again and again and again. It's just funny the way it works out. Okay, after that long boring story. No, it's it's funny that you mentioned that they um, that uh, they did it for budget reasons because. Uh, the original Transformers is known for being the only show I can think of that had m- voice actors doing more than one uh, character. Let me think. Yeah. Yeah, it was early on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hadn't thought of that. Yeah, well, it was always... Uh, yeah, they were always cheap. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> 
the coolest thing was that those were the days when uh, everybody recorded together, you know. So often in the games now, you you, you re- record solo, and it's much more fun to re- record with the other actors. You know, it, it makes it more alive as far as I'm concerned. And Transformers, we got to do that. Sometimes it'd be eight, nine, ten guys in the room recording. It was like, whoa, this is cool. And that's the nice thing about Ben 10, too, because we do, uh, whenever possible, record all at the same time. Sometimes people like uh, DiMaggio is doing something else or D. Bradley Baker um, has to come in late. But most of the time we get to record with everyone in the room, which is optimal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So what else can I tell you? <laughs> um, most intense recording session you've ever done in your career. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, who asked that question? Oh, that was Abdullah. Abdullah <laughs> very good question, Abdullah. Uh, most intense. Hmm. How do you mean intense? Uh Sexually, depending on <laughs> what females were in the room, um, vocally painful, uh, pissed off at the director. Uh, no, I mean like like the script was so good, and you showed like like you gave it your all, like you you got in there, and you know you gave like your best performance on on like that day. That's really, it truly is a good question, Abdullah. Um, I don't know if I've ever given my best performance yet. You know, you're, 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 we're always, you know, questioning. It's like, oh, I, I could have done, oh, let me do that one line one more time. Let me try it a different way. Let me, let me try this. Um, man. Some of the Metal Gear stuff is up there. Uh well, obviously, I, I thought that you would say the fourth one because, like, that was the final game, and you know, it kind of was a big deal. Back that, then when it yeah, came out. oh, it was it was a big deal as we were doing it. It's like, okay, these two old farts now. What are you gonna, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, the the fun thing about that one that was the only one that we actually got to watch some of the motion capture. We we actually um, got to. They wanted us to do certain lines because they. I suppose they. I don't know if they had been. Done, Hadn't been done or what, in Japanese or what, but we actually got to watch um, the the Japanese actors doing motion capture um, and how they were moving and whatnot and you know uh, what we were feeling that sort of thing and it was tough because then you had to time it. Uh, it's always tough when you're doing putting English words into the mouth flaps of someone speaking a different language. So that was, that was, that was tough to do. Um, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it's basically... Yeah, Japanese dubbing. It's basically ADR, yeah. Um, and it's different than um, doing it to other anime where, you know, it, it, this was a human being's mouth moving. So you really had to try and match it as as best you could. Yeah, that was that was that's way up there because uh, it was wrapping it up, you know, or, or so we thought, you know. <laughs> or what about the episode where um, Grandpa Max got killed off? Oh man, 
that was not that was not pleasant uh, <laughs> because it's all my career ending again. It's like, OK, Grandpa, he's sacrificing himself. And then they said, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. You know, this is animation. He can come back. It's like, good, good. OK, I feel better about it. I thought that was I actually thought that was a pretty cool one. I really did. I thought that was well done. Um, I never think, and I'm being sincere on this, uh, I'm never completely satisfied with what I end up with. Every once in a while you say, oh, okay, that was nice. You know? Um, like, did, did you ever play Diablo? Um, I never did, but I looked up some of your clips for reference for this interview. So. Oh, you're a good man. Uh, I had you to have no idea how much con footage I have to I had to watch with you, just to just to you know see if if anyone asked any interesting questions that I didn't want to you know repeat the same questions that people already asked. Oh, uh, so. it doesn't matter, um, <laughs> uh, because I make up a new answer every time anyway. You know, it's all bullshit. Uh, I'm not really. So, yeah, I'm not really I, uh... Paul Lighting either. <laughs> no, uh, you know the the. Um, I had a couple of intense days doing Diablo because after we did the game, they called me up to, I flew up to uh, uh, Washington State. And they wanted to do um, uh, the uh, narration. And I was doing a play at the time. And I could only be there for half a day. And we, I'm talking about, it, there was a ton of narration. It was basically telling the whole story. So they flew me up. And actually, I went in after my, sh- flew after my show on Saturday night. I was there in the morning and left in the afternoon. And I had to do the entire narration. And I had no idea how much there was until I got there because I, you know, they, they didn't send it to me. They said, we, we want to fly you up here and do this narration and then we'll get you right back for your show. Cool. And... I got up there, and it was it was like a book that I was reading. I mean, if you ever listened, to, if you, anybody who's ever played Diablo knows what I'm talking about. There's a lot of stuff. The whole yeah, end, because there are because there are different classes, and each class has an intro, and exactly. you have to narrate each intro to each class. Right. The days of the Haradrum, Haradrum, and all that sort of thing. You know, um, the Rune Stone. You know, all, anyway. I had to do it. Most of it was done in one take. Um, there were a couple of times that I said, no, let me do that again. So I did it again. I was under the impression that we'd, we would go through everything and then we'd do pickups. Well, they were happy with what what there was. Some of it I, I, I think sounds great. Some of it I wish we'd let, we could have done it another time. Because we were, I knew we were pressed for time. And they were accepting things that I would never have accepted. So if there's anyone listening who thinks that some of us, you know, God, that sucks. You know, okay, I agree. But, you know. Yeah, if I, if I may be honest, Paul, um, some of your voice work on uh, as Grandpa Max and the new Omniverse stuff, wasn't your best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just, just, just. Uh. You know what? I got to tell you something. This is on a personal level. Um. There are times with your postings on Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> you read that stuff, don't you? I do. 
it's like, my God, this is the one of the most negative people I've ever heard of. Is there anything you like? You you know, uh, you, oh, that sucks. This sucks. Boy, man, anybody who's played this game is stupid. And don't, don't, look, don't, you know, it's like, my God, is this an unhappy person or what? <laughs> and then I say, well, well, how old is he? Because uh, there is a certain time in your life when, um, I know in my life, when I felt that, okay, I know just about everything there is to know. So everybody else is stupid. Uh, in fact, I have two daughters who have <laughs> both gone through it. Luckily, they don't include me in that list. They they still think I'm okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There have been, and in fact, I remember you posting something apologizing for being so negative. At uh, oh god, that that you know you you were. So oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to. Uh, I'm not attacking <laughs> you. It's just an observation. Now, am I wrong? Oh, wrong about what? Or or can you be pretty negative about things? Yeah, I, I can. Not, not not even negative, judgmental. Yeah, I am. And, and <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go into detail because I've had this conversation so many times with people. And oh, so I'm not alone. <laughs> well, have, with you, I'm. Have okay. you spoken to anyone about this, Abdullah? <laughs> you have. I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm just messing. No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's a negative quality that, uh, that I'm not proud. Shield has got to be the first worst fucking stable in WWE history. This <laughs> <laughs> is something I would accept from WCW. <laughs> I'm on your page. Can you tell? I tried watching an episode of TNA Impact. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Okay, I think I've made my point. No, no, it, it's just like <laughs> because I'm I'm one of those people who believes that if I talk about something I like, then it's boring. Like if I say something is is so good, then you know people wouldn't wouldn't care. I mean, because um, <laughs> I love no, I I played the Walking Dead uh, video game and I love that game. I was pray. I mean, if you go into my Facebook and read some of the comments I've written, they're nothing but praise. Well, I got too, nothing I got, but praise. I got too depressed reading your stuff, man. I just I just couldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just... like this guy, man. This 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 guy. <laughs> yeah. I I can just imagine what you're going to be writing about me now, Paul Odding. What an asshole. <laughs> the worst, worst podcast ever. Don't listen to this crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> oh man, if we can't laugh, what the hell? <laughs> no, it's just, it's it's weird that you 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 know you. you I I don't know. It's it's you know it's 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 a negative quality. I I admit, and and I'm not proud of it. But you know, it, it's kind of like Facebook itself. I I really don't like Facebook. Like I just like post the stupidest crap on there, and like if people read it fine, if people don't don't like it, then whatever. <laughs> Look, uh, the reason I got on Facebook years ago was my agent told me to get on Facebook. Like I was, you know, I had no interest. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did no, not know that. I had no interest in Facebook, and uh, she said no, no, no. And my manager said, oh, you 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 sh you should be on. It's it's you know, and the same thing with Twitter. I, I've got a Twitter account, but I tweet 
once in every month or so. I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah. <laughs> not good with it. I'm just not. No, no. I, I, I. Oh God, I, I was Im- like, I, I found that you that you had Twitter, but I see that you didn't post a lot of stuff, yeah. and I was wondering like if you if you were going to be like one of those people who just posted just all this just crap on there. What like, I'm doing I, next? <laughs> yeah, it's like I got a haircut, recorded an episode of Ben Ten, took a giant bear shit. See that that's my feeling has always been. Um, I I don't have an ego large enough for it. Truly. I, you know, oh, so you're not Tara Strong. Oh! <laughs> um, I love Tara. I love Tara. Um, she's incredibly talented. She's beautiful. She's got a <laughs> great family. But see, my feeling is always, I, I don't think anybody gives a shit about what I'm doing. You know? Just like I said, I was, I was, I'm sincere when I, when I say things like um, I didn't think anybody really would care about who Perceptor was, you know? Um, and, you know, so I'm always shocked when somebody really sincerely does know the character and follows the characters or anything that I do. Um, I do it hoping that, that people give a, give a crap, but I don't, I don't assume anything. I don't assume that people... You know, Paul Eiding, I'm a working actor. I've had a career as an actor I've, I'm, since 1975 when I made the decision that I'm going to make it a career. I've never done another job. I've never waited tables. I've, I've made my career only as an actor. And I know how lucky I am, how blessed I am. Other than that, I don't think anybody really cares. You know what I mean? And uh, that, well, Well, people do care. It's just like... I know, but not not that I'm you know I'm at the supermarket. I'm oh I'm I'm squeezing melons. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, no, no. I mean it's just like I don't think that you're you know that that big of a star that people stop you in the street and tell you to, to do something for him. But you know if people recognize it and cool. But if they don't, eh, whatever you know. That's not that's the joy of voice work. <clears throat> when I was on, uh, I did a TV series back in the '80s. Then you get noticed, and then you you know then you're you know people come up to you at at while you're having dinner and stuff like that. Um, but that was then. <clears throat> I prefer this. I prefer, you know, if people know who you are, cool. Um, I'll go to Radio Shack and I'll... Uh, <laughs> it was very cool. And uh, I went to Radio Shack to pick up, um, oh, I don't know, something, some batteries. I don't know what it was. And, or no, something bigger because I was, I was paying with my uh, a card. And they saw the name. And the guy said, oh, my God, you're Paul Eiding. And I said, yeah. And he said, Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid, man. <laughs> And then he got all the other guys over, and, uh, and we're all Facebook friends now. It's like, oh my god! It's like, and that stuff is cool, you know. Um, so you know that sort of. Oh, very cool one. I often don't think that people really uh, recognize my voice when I'm just talking. Okay, like now. Um, I went to Wendy's. This is about. Oh, gosh, three, three and a half years ago, there's a Wendy's not uh, a few miles away. And my wife said, stop at Wendy's and get uh, uh, a couple of salads. I said, cool. So I stopped, and it, it was very busy. It was lunchtime. So there's a young man standing outside taking the orders before you got up to the where you'd order from through the little uh, the, 
the microphone, <clears throat> the speaker thing. And uh, he said, yes, can I help you? And I said, excuse me, I got to cough again. <clears throat> and I said, um, I, I told him what I wanted. And it was early morning, so my voice was, you know, like it is now, lower. And uh, he said, oh, <laughs> he said, man, I hope you don't mind, but man, you, you sound just like uh, a voice of a, a, a game I play. And I said, oh, really? What, what is it? He said, Metal Gear Solid. I said, Campbell? And he said, yeah. I said, well, that's me. And he said, no, no. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Campbell. And, and then, I <laughs> then I said, Snake, Snake. And he said, oh, my God, it is you. So now uh, I go back there maybe a couple times a year. He's still working there. And every time I order now when he's inside and he says, hello, Mr. Iding. You know, so he knows that it's me before I come up to the, the, to the window. And those kinds of things are cool. You know, I, I love that. You know, when, when when people recognize you, you know, vocally, you know. Uh, but, you know, I don't. The nice thing and Rob and everybody else tell you the same thing. It, it's nice being able to go places with your family and whatnot and not be recognized. You know, so that's cool. And I don't tweet about it either. <laughs> I, was, I was recognized today. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Why do you even have a Twitter if you don't even use it? I was in I was in New Zealand, and some fans down there <laughs> kept saying, "Oh, Paul, you got to get a Twitter account. You got to get a Twitter account." These two lovely ladies that uh, um, my wife and I uh, they showed us around New Zealand with their their husbands. Uh, I had a great time meeting. We, I met them uh, when I went to. Um, Oh, God, I was in New Zealand for a con, and then went, they asked me to come back five months later for another one in a different city. And they, these folks that I'd met the, the first time were, were there for the second, and we got, got together and started hanging out. It was really lovely. Good folks. And, uh, and they, they said, oh, everybody has Twitter. It's really great for your business. You know, you, Betty, you know, uh, look what, you know. Tara Strong uses that all the time, so you know what's going on. So and so does it because it's. And my agents will tell you social. Any social media is good. It keeps your name out there. It, it brings up uh, you, the more followers you have, the better it is for your business. But I, I've never been one. I'm not. I'm not a good businessman that way. I, I'm really not. And truly. She's very smart for doing this. It can be irritating to people, but she's very smart. Tara is really uh, savvy. Um, oh, do I know it? And, do I know it? And so many of them. You know, I mean, and um, Yuri, Yuri and his is uh, and Yuri and his wife Tara, the uh, Yuri uh, Lowenthal, they use it very well and very wisely. It's it's smart, and I'm not. I'm not smart that way. I just don't have the patience and I don't have the, you know, I don't have the inclination, you know. Plus, like, you know, typing on an iPhone is a pain in the ass constantly, just like so yeah. small and your thumbs are so big. Yeah, it's like, okay, fine. All right, yeah. And I can, you know, I've tweeted from home, from my home computer, you know, times, but I don't really, you know. <laughs> Sometimes. It's, such a pain in, it's such a pain in the ass when, you know, you're typing something on Twitter 
and it doesn't recognize the word and it automatically corrects it. But no, that's not what I meant. Oh man, that makes me so angry. <clears throat> it it doesn't recognize your last name. <laughs> it's like right. it's like you mean. Uh, how so, do you how do you say your your uh, your last name? Oh God, no! You don't you don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, you you can't you can't say it. You it, you can't. It, it's not the way it's it's not that easy. That's, no, it's not. It's it's not. Go, I, I don't. It's not Kutbedin. Kutbedin. No. Kutbedin. Kutbedin. Yes, Kutbedin. got it. <laughs> you say that. You say that T. Kutbedin. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Okay. And uh, Abdullah? No, no, Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah. Not Abdullah. Abdullah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you, you see how long I waited to find out, you know? It's like, I could be calling you Gus this entire time. <laughs> Do you mean so-and-so? Yeah. No. I meant this. Listen, I've had my name mis- mispronounced every possible way. Iding, Edding, Erding, Elding. Uh, I even got mail once. Uh, they couldn't believe it was Iding, so it was typed. My name was uh, to Mr. Paul, middle initial E, Ding, D-I-N-G. So I- oh, I was, I, was, I was talking to my friend Donald before, before we recorded this, and, and he was excited because he's a big Metal Gear and uh, Transformers fan, and uh, he called you Paul Iving. Iving. Oh, yeah, I've had, I've had everything. He's not that big a fan if he doesn't know how to spe- say my name. Spell my name. <laughs> I think. Come on. Tell Donald uh, that it's. <laughs> 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 you know, look, I have no ego when it comes to that stuff. You know. It's not even. Did you change things just now? No, oh, no. It just. Go, go on. It just. Uh... Okay. Um. My uh, USB got loose, and I, it's it's okay. It's okay. Okay, cool. All is well. It got it got it got loose, and just uh, was laughing so hard, I kind of knocked it. You know, I, I'm I, I I'm still I still get so charged when I get to talk to somebody in another country, whether it's the UK or um, I have uh, friends in Turkey, uh, you know, fans in Turkey that you know we've become friends. And to be talking to you in Kuwait, still, you know, I love the Internet. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do nowadays with the Internet, you know. You can talk to people all over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people watch porn all over the place. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> okay, has, and let, let's be honest, and I, I kind of feel bad for asking you this, but has anyone sent you, like, Rule 34 of the shows that you worked on? Uh, no. <laughs> Not happen. Not happen, unfortunately. I look forward to it, but I never have. Oh, God. There, there was uh, years ago. There, there was some um, uh, on Deviant Art. I'm sure it's still there. There was some softcore kitty porn, or not, no, no, Lolita porn with um, Grandpa Max. A couple, a couple of ladies drew pictures and had some. Um, uh, softcore stuff with Grandpa Max and and his his Lolitas or something. Oh my God! Tell me about it. This was this was during uh, uh, the first Ben Ten. N- nothing since, and um, yeah, that was it was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, but 
Well, Perceptor is kind of big in the slash fiction community. Oh, really? Yes, he is. Oh, I didn't know this. I'm learning <laughs> something today. You didn't know this, that he's no. big in the, in the slash fiction community. No. Because oh. he had that, you know, he was kind of feminine, and there was that episode where he turned into a geisha. The face of Najika. Yeah. Yep. I thought I was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cursory evaluation indicates I am pretty hot. Um, uh, no, I, you know, I didn't know that. You didn't know that, really. It's, I find it disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Next day you wake up, look at your Facebook and tons of Rule 34 pics. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, yeah. There were all kinds of talk about what is he really doing with those kids traveling cross country, too. Like, oh, ick, come on, let's not go there. <laughs> this is a, it's a lovely show. Yeah, well, I'm, if you say that this is a lovely show, then... Well, <laughs> not this. Not what we're doing. Oh, good. Cause no, no. Uh, no. Ben, 10. ben 10 is a lovely show. Because this is not a lovely show. No, I can what, tell you that. what we're doing <laughs> no. to the past episodes. <laughs> like, have you listened to the past episodes that uh, we did? You know, I, I have not. I was afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most disturbing shit that we we say. Well, when you said when you said, uh, is there anything that uh, we can't talk about, and uh, uh, you know, we get ready for the bad language and blah 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 blah. I said, okay. Well, uh, do you usually do it with somebody else? But yeah, we I do it with someone else, and we recorded an, an extra episode just in case he didn't show up. Ah, and why is he not? Uh, why why is he not here? Because yeah. uh, because he doesn't uh, they give want... a shit about Paul Iving. <laughs> no, no, it, it's because or Paul or Paul Iving. <laughs> no, no, no uh, Donald <laughs> you know, Donald got you know I, I love the dude, but he. You know, he he was supposed to get a new mic. He didn't because Best Buy screwed him over. Oh. And uh, his internet connection is very bad. It's really bad. So. Gotcha. Where, now, where is he located? Uh, he's, in, he's in Chicago. In, so. Got it. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't want to get other people in here because uh, Skype's a pain in the ass when you get tons of people in here and it just just uh, crashes. It, it will crash if you get... Um, a lot of people in here, and then the call goes crazy. And uh, now, has my image, uh, my video, uh, crashed for you at all? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, mine is. It's, it's because uh, usually it is. It's going in and out and whatnot. But now, it, yeah, it's, this entire it's, time, it's been perfect. <laughs> uh, just uh, did you um, have you gone to back? To, can, can you just go back to your Facebook real quick and see if uh, anyone has asked questions? Uh, boop, 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 boop. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. I was disappointed when I when I went like to Facebook and Twitter and everywhere saying I'm getting Paul Alling on the show. You know, did, does anyone have any questions? And no one sent me a goddamn thing. Well, it's because they don't care about me, or because they don't care about you. <laughs> Sorry, they don't care about you, either one of us. <laughs> except, except. Have you ever heard of the game Evil Zone? PlayStation game? That? It's a PlayStation game. Uh, I, I looked that up before. Oh, man. <laughs> before man. we... 
and I'm so embarrassed that there are people who keep bringing it up because it is some of the worst acting ever. Uh, but because but, this was this was I'm guessing a Japanese game that got imported to the states. Yeah, but why? Well, I'm not even sure. But all I know is they wanted my character. I'm Galley. Galley. Oh, I forgot his name. Galley. Something. Someone posted posted it on your Facebook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's been posted before, and and I was contacted via uh, YouTube about it by several people, and uh, there was actually a, um, a, a two guys did a um, on YouTube they did a a review of Galley of uh, you know Evil Zone, and uh, it's one of the funniest things I ever heard. A lot of foul language, just laughing at the game because it's. So, so over the top with the acting. And they said, oh, oh, Colonel Campbell must be really embarrassed by having to say that. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Paul, Iding, I feel sorry for you or whatever. And they were extremely funny. So I, I responded to him and said, man, you guys, that, you guys made me laugh so much. And uh, then they, they started con- conversing me through uh, YouTube and uh, – talking about, you know, the acting and like, well, you know what? And I've said it again today, you know, when an actor's job is to give the director and producers what they want. If we had complete control, we could say, okay, I want to do it this way. Sometimes they want a particular thing and this one, they wanted it over the top. And if you listen to, if you've listened to any of it and I hope people don't. But I understand it's a fun game. I've not played the game. Uh, they say it's it's fun, but man, oh, it's it's that stuff. It's almost as embarrassing as a movie that I did with um, uh, Anna Nicole Smith. It's it's that that ilk. It's so embarrassing. It's like oh, I hope nobody listens to this. Okay. It's it's like the it's uh, it's like the Italian stallion, which if you don't know what that is, oh, I know what that up. is. I know what that is. <laughs> look it up, people. I know what that is, but it, it it's uh, okay. Well, and then you have to defend yourself. It's like you know, no, I do what I'm, I'm. Sometimes my acting is bad. Sometimes it's bad because I'm instructed to <laughs> to do it that way. You know the choices that are made. You know, um, I'm just happy to be working. Yeah, I mean, you got paid for it. I mean, and I'm, I'm shocked that, that there are people that dig this stuff up and uh, find it. Well, some people, like this person said, he was just playing the game. He, he brought it back, found his old PlayStation, was, was playing the game. It's like, oh, cool. And that's the other thing, you know, often your bad work stays with you for years and years and years. <laughs> Once it's out there, it's out there, you know. Um, but, hey. I, my, my whole idea, my whole thing is to have fun. You got to have fun with everything you do. If you don't, then do something else. Life is way, way too short not to enjoy it, you know. And you have had a very successful career, if I must say so myself, in terms of acting and voice acting. So far. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, I'm closing a play. Um, we close next weekend. That I've just had a great time working on, just just so much fun. Um, I'm doing a play called uh, "You Can't Take It With You," um, 
we only have, I see, yeah, just this weekend and next weekend. And working with really good actors. No, nobody does, let's see, anybody do voice work in it? No. Nobody, nobody in the company besides me does voiceover work in it. Um, does voiceover work outside the play. But God, there's some good actors. You know? Um, working with a guy uh, who, who's 88 years old, who has the largest role in the show. And he's famous for being the only actor to have guest starred in every incarnation of Star Trek from the very beginning all the way through. His name is Joe Ruskin. He's been around. If you, if you Google him and look at his face, you'll recognize him. I'm, I'm serious. You know, he's, he's a very recognizable uh, face because he's done um, all these uh, different aliens on. In fact, his pictures show up immediately. Um, one of them from... Uh, uh, Star Trek. I just did it and looked. Um, he's just uh, an amazing guy who, at 88, has the largest role and knows all of his lines. I, number one, I hope I'm alive at 88. Number two, I hope I can walk at 88. Number three, if I could still be able to memorize lines and act the way he does. I'd be a happy guy, you know. Um, so, you know, so still doing theater, which is, which is fun. Yeah, so I'm, man, the career is, is doing okay. You've done, um, are you going to be doing more live action stuff in the near oh, yeah. future? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, they've asked me to audition for uh, uh, Crucible. It's being directed by um, Armin Shimmerman. You know who he is? Armin does a lot of voiceover work, but he also was the, um, oh God, he was in one of the Star Treks. Uh, in, he played a dude with big ears. Uh, uh, well, was he nefarious in Ratchet and Clank? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I remember, like, I went to a Comic-Con and he was there. He was in the panel, and he was quiet, didn't say oh, anything, is. and I, when I found out, who, I didn't know he, who he was. When I looked him up, and I found out that he did the voice of Dr. Nefarious, I'm like, where does this energy come from? That's Armin. Um, and he's, uh, he, plays, he played Quark on Deep Space Nine. and uh, He was Andrew Ryan in Bioshock, and that was his best role to yeah. date. Yeah, he's um, uh, he's going to be directing. We're uh, we're in the same uh, theater company. He's also a, a Armin's a, a Shakespeare scholar. This dude knows his stuff. You know, uh, plus he's just a great guy. I really, uh, he's a good bud. Yeah, because he like he 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 has all this energy and, and charisma right. like when he's doing vo voice acting, and he he knows how to chew the scenery, but in a good way. Yep, dude is an actor. Uh, I've done a couple of readings with him. Um, we got to, we did, uh, what did we do? We read uh, Much Ado About Nothing a couple of weeks ago together. So we, still, so we do a lot of stuff like that. At, uh, this, uh, it's called the Antius uh, um, Classical Theater Company. 
Uh, lots of guys who have been around forever. Um, also, you know, the other voice actors as well. So I, I'm hanging with a good group, you know. Okay, and now here's here's a question going back to Transformers real quick. Um, yeah. They did um, – I don't know if you have the DVDs, the Shop Factory DVDs, the box set that they did – but uh, one of the special features that they did was they got some of the cast from G1 back together. They sat them in a recording room, and they had them just reminisce about the good times, and you weren't there. So uh, I was wondering why they didn't ask you to come back to do that. You'll have to ask them. <laughs> Screw them. Aww. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. Well, uh, like I said, it goes back to uh, my initial comment about Perceptor. You know, people don't give a crap about Perceptor. He's an afterthought. <laughs> even the people who created it. No, I, I, I don't even know. I, no, and I don't have it. I have not. Um, um, I haven't purchased it because I wasn't invited. No, I didn't even know about it. Uh, so who was there? Uh, Michael Bell, Jack Angel, Jesus Corey Burton, <laughs> Neil Ross, um, Frank Welker. Frankie, I can see. The rest of them are a bunch of losers. <laughs> Ross, Michael Bell. What has he, what oh, has he that, done? That, Come on, what has he done? I mean, dude, you do not fuck with Drew Pickles, okay? You do not fuck with Drew Pickles. <laughs> Michael was in, uh, uh, Michael was in um, England with me. We did the uh, uh, auto assembly um, uh, Transformers convention in August, uh, in July and August. Uh, I guess it was actually literally started on the 1st of August. Um, Michael's a bud. I love that guy. He is... Uh, this is Michael Bell for you. Michael Bell... My, my, my daughter in college, she was doing a show at um, University of Southern California. And I sent out, you know, uh, you know something on Facebook. And I, I maybe even sent out something to my... Um, a list of friends uh, on, um, um, <clears throat> I don't know if it was, maybe it was just Facebook, I'm not sure. Okay, or I emailed a bunch of people. Michael and his wife showed up to watch my daughter uh, in, in college. Then I wrote a show um, that my family and I did together about three years ago. All of us were in it. Michael... His wife and Ashley, uh, who had just finished working on this great on um, the last exorcism, they all came to see the show. Then my my daughter uh, got contacted by somebody to do a one man a one woman show. There's Michael. He he comes. He supports theater. He supports his friends. Um, he's just a good guy, you know. Plus, he's always sending political stuff. He's a very <laughs> he's very activist. Uh, and he's a he's a huge animal uh, rescue guy. Um, oh, I did not know that. Oh, he's he's a huge vegetarian. Um, <laughs> um, his wife is an incredible fine artist. She does, you know, his house is is filled with her work, and uh, she uh, she sells her work all different places. I mean, this is a talented group of folks. So I, you know. Michael's a goodie. He really is. So there, Michael was there. Neil Ross. Who else? Uh, Frank Welker, Corey Burton, Jack Angel. 
Oh, well, it, it was, they wanted all the old people. That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> okay, then I'm, I feel better. Frank Welker was the youngest guy there. Everybody else is ancient. Uh, well, Greg Berger was also. Oh, there, so. fuck Greg Berger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> fuck Greg Berger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of your autobiography. Fuck Greg. <laughs> Greg, uh, I met Greg before we did the Transformers. Greg was my understudy in a play called Cloud Nine, uh, where I played a, a um, an African manservant, a, a Cockney soldier, and a five-year-old girl. This is in 1983, and he was he was my understudy, and he went on. I, I took a week off, and he went on. Got to go on for a week, and uh, I fell in love with the dude. Then he's just. I know this is getting, sounding old, but. There are people in the voiceover industry that I don't, I'm, I'm not crazy about. Oh. <laughs> but these guys, these guys, uh, I'm really, really blessed. And we're, we're lucky because we compete for things, but we don't, if you know what I mean. It's not like on camera. There's not the, the backbiting. There's not the, the, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah, he was okay. You know, I could have done better. <laughs> you don't, you don't hear that stuff most of the time, you know? Um, and Greg, God bless him. You know he's he's got good kids. You know, he's he's a winner. You know. Well, I mean, he was Grimlock. Everybody loves Grimlock. Uh, no one of cares course. Nobody cares about Perceptor. Everybody loves Grimlock. Me, Grimlock. Me, King. Anybody can say that. <laughs> but, but can anybody say constant evaluation of Decepticon capability indicates a distinct tactical deficiency? Yeah, I guess anybody can say that too. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh man, I hope if people hear this, I hope they hear the whole part, whole thing, not just "fuck Greg Berger." You know, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll get killed. It's like, oh god, yeah, Paul Eiding, man, what a jerk. He doesn't like anybody. Doesn't like Michael Bell. He's an institution. How can you not Michael Bell and Greg Berger? He was Grimlock. How does Paul Eiding hate him? Oh, just say anything bad, just, dude. If you want to kill, if you want to like get tons of hate mail, just say anything bad about Tara Strong, and then then just people will just flip their minds. No, no, uh-uh, not, not this guy. I want to work again. No, but truly, you know, all joking aside, and not for any other reason, but it's true. I love Tara. Uh, we we got we got really close on the first Ben Ten. And when they decided to bring a young Ben back, I was happier, I think, than anybody except maybe Tara, because I loved having that connection of, um, you know, the flashbacks to young Ben and Ben nowadays. No, not that I, I love, you know, Yuri's a great dude. Um, it, I, I just really like the whole idea of, of hooking them both together, you know, and she's fun to work with and she's got a nice rack. Okay, now I'm really in trouble. <laughs> Please don't kill us, bronies. Just oh, don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> Please don't kill us. No. Send, send all your hate mail to pauliding.facebook.com. <laughs> no, I love, uh, I love the woman. You know, 
and that's yeah, the but, truth. Yeah, but you said that you that there are people that you weren't a, a big fan of, so I'm wondering oh, about that. Certainly not Tara. Um, what you think I'm going to tell you? <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh. I, I, Abdullah, I love everybody. <laughs> the world is a happier place because I love everybody. <sighs> Next subject. <laughs> no, it, uh, luckily those those folks are few and far between. You know, truly. Uh, because cause what happens is the, the the jerks may have their their um, careers, they may have their luck, they may uh, you know strike it rich in certain ways, but eventually, one way or another, uh, it comes back to them, you know. Uh, maybe not professionally, but personally, shit will happen. I'm not a you know I'm not a strong believer that you know you know. Well, I guess I am a believer in karma, but sometimes it, it takes different forms. You never know when it's going to come. But uh, there are a couple of people that feel they got too big for their pants or think they're way, way too special. <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing that bothers me about, about any business, whether it's uh, theater, uh, you know, live action stuff films, movies, TV, once you start believing your own press, your own PR, that you are the end-all, be-all, that you deserve everything that has come to you because of your incredible talent and luck had nothing to do with it, then you're full of shit, um, in my estimation. And uh, when you're too big for, for other human beings, I'm not talking about myself. You know, people, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who has been treating me that way, but people who don't appreciate what they have and, and, um, the fans, the folks who like their work, I have no, I have no time for those people. And there are a few of them out there who give lip service to it if it, it, if it helps them in some way, but don't really feel that way. And in, in, Circles of, of actors will rag on fans and say, oh, God, yeah, he's such a nerd. He's so stupid. You know, Jesus Christ, why, why do they know? You know? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh. um, I've only met Leonard twice, and both times have been very nice. One time I was at the, at, sitting next to him at a movie theater, uh, a play. I went to see, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, a play written by uh, Steve Martin. And uh, a friend of mine gave uh, gave me their tickets because they couldn't go. And he said, oh, you're going to be sitting with my friend Leonard and his wife. Um, and it was lovely. It was nice. We had a nice evening. We enjoyed the play. Had a nice talk. Didn't talk about fans. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> right. No, these these were um, the only people. I'm, two people that I'm thinking of are both uh, voiceover folks. And uh, no, no. Well, one's voiceover, one does voiceover and on camera. And it's like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. You've got to realize how lucky you are. No matter how much talent you have, um, 
a lot of luck goes into it, being in the right place at the right time, getting that call. Of course, being able to, to come through and, and follow through when, when you get the, the opportunity. But there's so many people in the industry, out of the industry, so many people on the Internet doing fan dubs and whatnot. Who is good? Uh, no, listen, there are folks who, uh, you know, I wish would go away for their own good. But there are a lot of folks who have as much talent as anybody else, but because they're in the wrong place or because they don't have the luck, no one will know who they are. One of my, one of my best friends who lives in Minnesota is one of the finest actors, finest actors I've ever worked with anywhere, anywhere. And he came out here, he was out in Los Angeles for a year and a half, couldn't get hired doing anything. Incredible voice actor as well. Never got it. Never got hired to do anything. He had a family. He had to move back to Minnesota, and he's been doing fine there. And there are tons of people that I've worked with that aren't close to his his uh, talent, but he just didn't. It didn't work for him. So luck had, has a lot to do with it, you know. And the people that uh, don't understand how fortunate they are, or we are, to be doing what we're doing. Um, I, I don't have time for them. Okay, I'm off that soapbox too. <laughs> so yeah, this was an interview at some point. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I. You said you know, hey, you want to you, know, you want to be interviewed? Or should we just talk? I said okay, we'll just talk. So uh, I do round. No, no, it, it, it's great because I love this whole we have we're having a conversation. We're just pretending that there are people here listening to this. Oh, oh! This is for other people. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm wondering how soon did they turn everything off? He's okay. All right, this is boring shit. <laughs> no, I mean you're here. They they better listen. They they better listen. Uh -huh. <laughs> this man was in Skyrim. God damn it! <laughs> Galmar, Galmar Stonefist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um. That was fun. Man, what a what a game that is! How gorgeous. I have fans, well, I'm sure you've seen it, fans constantly saying, oh, Paul, sorry, I killed you. I killed you in, Star in Skyrim. Uh, I got the information I needed from the guy who talked in riddles, and I killed you. Sorry. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Septimus lives on. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Skyrim, uh, Fallout 3, like, that is, like, I think your most voices that you did for any game? Yep. Yep. <laughs> how was how was that experience? Next question. Like, you know? Now, how was that experience like like you, you uh doing all those voices for all those lines and all those dialogue options, all all that stuff. That um, must have been well, what was interesting was um usually when you go and you do a couple of different voices and do different different sounding voices. And in this one, they said, oh, no, no, we don't want you to change your voice much. You know, just you know, be the same character. Um, two things happens with that. Number one, you know, if you do more than three characters, they have to pay you for more voices. But if you do the same voice, um, then they don't have to pay you more. So I get all those voices and just got paid for the, I think, two voices or three voices. <laughs> like, oh, there was method to their madness. They wanted me to, to sound the same in most of them, 
so they wouldn't have to pay me more. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I had no, I had no idea how much. When, when you go to a session, sometimes, usually, you don't know what's involved. You don't know how much you're going to be doing. You don't know because um, you don't get the script in advance. Uh, every once in a while, they'll send you a couple of pages, you know, if it's a, a short thing. But usually, you don't know. You just go in and you're cold reading everything. Um, or the, you know, you look at it one time. Okay, go. Uh, and that's what happened with this one. I had, I had no idea what I was, what I was in for. Um, so, uh, it, it, listen, the more work I have in a game, the more I enjoy it. Simple as that. Uh, if, if I've got a lot of, lot of stuff to do, cool. I'm down with it. Um, you know, often though, you know, depending upon if, if you're working for scale, uh, if you go in and work for four hours and you talk nonstop, you make the same amount as if you go in uh, for scale and you have three lines. So, you know, that, oh, okay, I made an appearance. Thank you. Thank you for the check. You know, <laughs> you know but I, I prefer to, to be there and work. You know, if you call me in, I want to work um, and I want to do stuff. You know, I want to, you know, create some characters. So I, you know, I had a good time. Um, I did have one person say, you know, all your, your different guys, they all sounded pretty much the same. <laughs> like, okay, well, sorry. But that's what they wanted me to do. <laughs> it wasn't just you. It was like everyone in, every ca- everyone in that game had to do the same thing. Multiple, yeah, exactly. And I said, yeah, you know, that's the way it was written. That's what they wanted. Well, I had one guy, I, I did a character in uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Hojo. Do you know the game? Oh, I know Final Fantasy. Who doesn't? Okay. Well, Dirge's, uh, yeah, anyway, I forget which one, a couple of them. But I, I played Hojo. And um, I love it when fans love the character and you, and you feel like, uh, like, uh, like Hojo. I hated the voice they wanted me to do for him because I didn't think it looked like him. It didn't, it, you know, but that's, I did what they wanted. You know, he was one of, one of those kind of, you know, <laughs> all this crazy laughter. I, the laughter I understood, but I didn't like the voice. I just, you know, just, I never felt good doing the voice. And, but they loved it because it was really irritating. It's like, it's like, oh man, we hate that voice. So he's like, okay. And then, uh, so when, when fans come to me and say, God, I love that voice. He's so different from everything else you've done. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad. And then you have the one guy say, God, I hated that voice. It was so weird. And they'll laugh. Ew, ew, ew. Okay. You're like me. I, I felt the same way. But again, it's what they wanted. And it's, uh, and they know more than I do. Nine time, you know, 99 times out of 100. These guys who write these games and, and make these games, they have an idea in mind, and uh, most of the time they're right. At least the ones I worked on. You know. And uh... I'm, done. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to say you wanted to go on another rant there, Paul? And, and then I wrote. Uh, um, <laughs> For my second act, I will burn my body and scatter the ashes. <laughs> Everybody, stay with me now. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Any other questions, sir? Yes, Abdullah. Um, uh, Abdullah? <laughs> Abdullah, you have a question? Uh, toxic Crusaders. <laughs> one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> I, one of the worst trauma. Uh, intentionally bad stuff they did. Now, have you seen the uh, Toxic uh, Avenger? Like, oh. have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was required viewing. <laughs> uh, we even went to the Troma Studios uh, when, we were sh- when we were shooting this thing. And uh, we did a sketch for them at, at their offices at Troma, a Christmas sketch that somebody wrote. I forget who wrote it. Somebody in the cast wrote it and it was really really corny and stupid and <laughs> embarrassing and we had a and intentionally so um somebody uh, who was it i think burger m- reminded me of it i'm not sure if it was burger somebody um who was also in t- t- toxic uh, crusaders i loved doing that show because it was so stupid and everybody at least twice in every episode one of the characters had to say, you know, know what it was? Did you ever watch it? I only watched the pilot. Okay. But I... All right. Well, then they, you heard it at least twice in, in the episode. Um, and my, my character was Nozone, who had, was a test pilot, a Buzz Yeager test pilot type guy, Southern, who flew through a hole in the ozone, crashed into a vat of radioactive pepper. So his nose became huge, and he fused with. He had one leg that fused with his airplane, so he had one leg who was in, on a wheel. And he talked like this. And no zone. Uh, every, everybody had to say at least twice, or twice in every episode, they had to say, We are hideously deformed creatures of superhuman size and strength. <laughs> every episode. Uh, and I know it's in the. Uh, uh, in the original, in the pilot. But I love that doing that show because we had a great cast. Um, it only lasted like 13 episodes, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, only, only one, one, uh, one, one go-round. And we were all sad because uh, it was so fun and so stupid. And I, rem- uh, I, I got somebody a job, though. This is what I was told. Uh, at the audition, they asked me to do... Uh, I read for a couple of different characters. One of the characters was this sleazy uh, sidekick of um, Dr. Killamoff. It was done by um, uh, Roger Bumpus, who does Squidward. And um, he did Kil- Dr. Killamoff, and he also did Toxie, the, our hero. But the audition was uh, for this sleazy kind of guy, and I'm not, not going to be able to remember his name. Oh, He's got three names. Um, he was big in the 70s and 80s. He was, um, uh, he always was kind of drugged out in these movies. And because he was kind of a druggie, you know, he was always stoned on something. And so they did, they wanted me to do his kind, this kind of character. They t- gave me the guy's name. So I did the voice. And they said, oh, that's great. That's exactly what we want. Yeah, great. So I left, and I got, a, got, got the job. I went to this first session, and I got, you know, my character, No Zone. And I looked over, and there's the guy whose voice I did. 
and they hadn't even called him in for an audition. They just gave him the job because I sounded like him, and that was what they wanted. So I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, God, he did. Uh, he was in. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Better that I don't remember his name. <laughs> but um, but the reason they they didn't want to go with him is because he was still kind of he had never done voiceover work before, and so all of our stuff took a lot longer because he he would look away from the microphone when he was talking, and sometimes he would just go away. Oh, is that my line? Oh, okay. He was one of those. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, he was still kind of burned out from the 70s. Um, I felt sorry. No, I didn't feel sorry for him. I got him a job. Screw him. <laughs> <laughs> see how? See what a warm, caring person I am. <laughs> uh, well, he didn't have to audition. To be fair, like he right. didn't have to audition like you. I'm so you know. I'm I'm just saying you know. Okay, here's a question from Chris, Christopher Kent. How did I get started in the, in the business? Uh, I hope Chris, I hope he's listening. Chris, Christopher Kent. Um, uh, we are Facebook friends, and um, I, I hope he doesn't mind. I call, I'm going to call him Bear. Can I go in and answer his question? You may. Okay, we're not done. Okay. Like, uh, how long do you have before oh, you have to leave? Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, Bear. <laughs> Here's the deal. Um, I started out in um, as a stage actor. I'm assuming you're asking the business, meaning voiceover. Um, but I started out, uh, I was a musician before I became an actor. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play with the Cleveland Orchestra as a bass player. And um, I ended up uh, at some point being in the military. I met an actor there. I was a musician then, uh, or became a musician in the military, luckily enough. And uh, one of the guys who had been drafted was an actor. And uh, after our performances, we'd go back and we'd hang out and we'd uh, read plays. And at one point he said, oh, Paul, you should be doing this. You are, you are natural, you should be doing this. His name was John Hancock. <laughs> True, that's his name. Uh, he's passed away, a large... African American actor, wonderful actor who was in Roots and other other things out here in Hollywood. So I became an actor, moved to Minnesota. That's when I started doing improv. Did improv for a couple of years, and one of the guys who worked there, we were all making a hundred dollars a week, writing material, performing in front of an audience, doing improv after the shows. And one of the guys was um, his day job. He had a day job where he um, uh, wrote for um, 3M and um, Control Data, a couple of different companies, and they would do training films and uh, training tapes at the time. And he asked, every once in a while, we'd go in and we'd record something for him, either on camera or uh, audio tape. And I started doing things that way, and then somehow I started doing commercials and started doing some animated characters back in Minnesota, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I signed with an agency who told me they would sign me on-camera commercials, but not voiceover because they had everybody they needed. 
And I said, fine, if you keep me working, that's cool. And um, one day there was an audition for, I was told there was an audition for uh, the voice of an olive. And coincidentally, <laughs> this is coincidentally, and luckily for me, as my on-camera commercial people were watching my, my reel, my on-camera reel, my video reel, because I had just booked a couple of good things, the voiceover agent walked by and they said, oh, oh, Rita, stop and listen to this guy. You know, he's, he's pretty good. She watched for a minute. She saw a couple of characters I did, called me in for the audition for the voice of an olive, a Lindsay olive. And uh, she said, I'm not going to sign you, uh, you know, represent you this way, but, you know, we'll see what, it, what happens. Well, I booked it. And then she sent me on a couple of other things. And then I was doing a play. Um, at the same time, I was doing a play where I played, I, th I mentioned to you earlier, where I played a five-year-old girl, um, an African manservant, and a, um, a Cockney soldier. And luckily, uh, one of the people who came to the, see the show was Gordon Hunt. Gordon Hunt uh, was the casting director and director at Hanna-Barbera. He's Helen Hunt's father. He's also a teacher and a stage and, and TV director. He saw the show and contacted my agent, asked me to come in for a general audition where I went in and read eight or nine different types of characters from wizards, wizards, older wizards to younger characters to, you know, uh, the dumb guys, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and just to hear what I did. Then he started calling me in. I started booking things at Hanna-Barbera. Then my name started getting bandied about town <laughs> and uh, one thing led to another and then I got the Transformers and the GoBots and Sky Commanders and uh, the Littles these are all series work and uh, Johnny Quest that kind of stuff and it just moved on from there and the rest as they say is history uh, still unfolding you were in the GoBots I was challenged to the GoBots, yes. Uh, I was uh, Scorp. I was the bad guys, one of the bad guys. Scorp, um, who transformed into, uh, was a flying, I was a flying thing who transformed into a scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> because it's funny, because it's funny because GoBots came first. Yeah. So technically Transformers ripped them off. Yeah, but that not that's not the way people think, remember it. They remember it the other way around. The Goa's being the poor cousins of the, uh, uh, or the the poor stepbrothers of the uh, Transformers because the Gobots didn't go. You know, and the Scorp, uh, it was interesting. I don't think I don't know if I could. I can't remember exactly how what his voice was, but he was more like a, a Starscream character. Yeah, that kind of ah, you know that that sort of thing happening. Um, a throat ripper, basically. Um, yeah, so, you know, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I was one of the GoBots. Maybe that's why they didn't watch it back. They're like, oh, this guy was in GoBots. This guy was in GoBots. No. <laughs> no, he was like, no, no, no. Hiding? Scratch hiding. No, no way. So, um, that's it. But I, I still do theater. I still do, uh, look, I've said this over and over again, and I tell this, say this to any actor out there, anybody who wants to be an actor, that uh, don't limit yourself or don't allow yourself to be limited. Don't say, yes, I only do Shakespeare. 
I only do um, film. I don't do TV. There was a time when there was a real uh, separation. Uh, people who did film didn't do TV, and vice versa. You didn't yeah, get an opportunity. That is true. You know, true. if you did soap operas, you only did soap operas. You weren't going to do anything else. Um, there were stage actors who would not deign to do commercials. But uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier was one of the first. I, I remember I was still living in Ohio when on the, um, on the Academy Awards, he did a commercial for, oh, my gosh, Kodak. I think it was I think it was Kodak. Some some. Yeah, it was, it was Kodak. And it was like, oh, my God, or Polaroid. It was either Polaroid, one of those. And it was like, my God, if Lawrence Olivier, Sir Lawrence Olivier can do a commercial, anybody can. And now, you know, people who, who only do voiceover work have to compete with the likes of uh, other voiceover folks, you know, from. Um, oh, well, I don't want to go into all the names. Big stars, <laughs> you know, doing uh, oh, well, voiceover well, stuff. Know. Uh, you know, well, to be to be fair, it, it depends on which company uh, distributes the movie. Because if it's Pixar, then you you will expect good voice acting. And if it's like something like, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely sure. I mean, but it, it, no, it, it's not fair to to say that oh, just because this person does live action, he can't do voice acting. Absolutely is, not. There's some brilliant. That is horse, that is horse crap. Because Bill Nye, um, he was the voice of uh, Jake, uh, the, the snake uh, in Rango, and he was frightening as all hell. Listen, Bill Nye, he, was, can, he can do anything as far as I'm concerned. He's brilliant. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, this whole, whole thing about, no, no, if you're a star, you shouldn't be doing, no, baloney. You know, there are too many, you know, really, you know, you can see it and hear it again and again and again. But it's, it's just when you... you when people are picked just for their name and uh, and no one knows or cares what their voice sounds like, you know, um, if they make a character live, more power to them, you know. So I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, because, you know, just because, like, Chris Rock came out and said that, you know, <laughs> voice acting was easy. That mean, like, everyone else thinks that, no. No, see, but the, the, the thing with Chris Rock is he does one voice. He does his voice. He's been doing that voice. So, yeah, it's easy. They, they hire Chris Rock to do Chris Rock, you know? <laughs> have, you, have you heard Chris Rock do any Scottish accents? I don't think so. <laughs> Have you heard Chris Rock do anything but Chris Rock? I don't think so. But what he does is incredible. He's funny. Dude is funny. And I'll go listen to him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and the man has worked to get where he is. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, God bless him. You know, and and, and if, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had. He wouldn't have inspired, like, some of the best stand-up that I've seen today. Like, he wouldn't have inspired Donald Glover to get into stand-up and, you know, don't that get, sort of thing. Don't, don't get me started on, on stand-up. <laughs> have you ever tried doing stand-up? Um, when I was in Minnesota. Just, but really, no, not really. I, to be honest, not, I wouldn't call it, no. No, I'm, no, what I'm talking about, you know, the one who inspired, as far as I'm concerned, is, is Richard Pryor. If it wasn't oh, for Richard Pryor, there would be no Chris Rock. 
wasn't for Richard Pryor, there would be. Uh, no, I'm. I'm saying, have you listened to some of the old uh, Richard Pryor? Yeah, yeah, I listened to all the old stuff. Oh like man, and just man. Uh, and you, if you watch his work, he's not just a, a stand-up who does funny stuff and is you know can be off color. It isn't that. You watch him, and he becomes those characters. He's talking about the deer, you know. He becomes the deer, you know. He's he, man. I, I just thought I loved everything he did. He was brilliant. Even when he got angry, when he uh, there was a time when he was really an angry black man, and he had every reason to be an angry black man um, for the, the way he had been treated uh, in some of the clubs. But man, that dude, for me, uh, he was it. He was it. I loved uh, Bill Cosby stuff. Oh come on, man! You gotta love Cosby. Oh God, I mean, yeah. He he can he can make people laugh without saying one curse word, and that is uh, yeah. impressive in itself. Indeed, but for for me, for for um, uh, Pryor's work with his his cursing, it to me it never seemed um, there for any particular reason. A lot of comics nowadays. It was it wasn't like uh, Carlin, where Carlin made that whole bit about the seven words that you can't say on television or radio, and you know he made that. Huge. That was part of his gimmick. Right. For for so, him, I mean, you know, for, yeah. for, for Pryor, it's who Pryor was. And having lived in a neighborhood, having been raised, uh, I was, uh, people who know me know that I was raised a poor black child. Uh, <laughs> you know, the whole, people who know me say, you know, the jerk was about me. Because I, I was raised in a neighborhood where there was a changing neighborhood. Um uh, as a young man, until I was 18, man, brother, I talk like this. I'm, I'm, I'm serious because it's, it's just, it was my neighborhood, you know? Um, and I loved it. It was a rich environment, but I knew those characters that, that he talked about. I knew those folks. They were, they were my neighbors, you know, the drunk on the corner, the old black man, boy, I'll whip you seven away from Sunday. You know, um, they they were my neighbors, my friends. Um, yeah, I was. I, yeah, I had a. I don't want to go too deeply into it. <laughs> God, we'd be here all day. So when I was born, <laughs> yes, before I came out of the um, the, when the when I was, uh, yeah, my mother was warm inside. It's kind of floaty in there. <laughs> and I couldn't understand a word she said. She said, I'm sorry. All kind of muffled. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, anyway, so prior for me was it. You know. So that's that's your favorite stand-up comedian? Uh, yeah, prior. yeah. Nothing against Carlin, and Carlin's right up there too, uh, you know. And the younger guys, you know, Chris Rock, good stuff. But Pryor is the uh, touchstone for me. I did not know that. I did not know that you were into like uh, like the urban uh, comedy that uh, he did. I'm a multifaceted human being. <laughs> Well, your Facebook posts don't don't show that. Oh, uh, well, I have to fix that. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 really interesting. 
interesting that you say that because number one because I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that you were into this because you don't talk about it that much and I thought that in uh, I thought that you because you don't talk about like the music you like and and, and all that stuff you, you usually that's none of your that. business. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll only go so far. When you start asking me what music I like, now that's stepping over the over the line, buddy. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I usually feel that most people don't really give a crap. You know, it's like you know, if something somebody brings something up, I find it interesting because this is the first conversation we've ever had, and I've learned so much from talking talking to you. The you know about about this stuff. Yeah. And I find it fa- I find it fascinating. I, I really do because because I you know in my mind I always pictured you as this like serious actor who you know didn't have time for social networking or any other crap like that because uh, you know Grandpa Max he's he's kind of like a serious character and right. I kind of pictured that like that's what you were in real life. So I haven't figured out what I am in real life yet. <laughs> when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually figured that like that was what your personality was in real life. Like you were the serious actor, no, I, and you didn't have uh, time for this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, uh, you touched on something that that I always, uh, I'm a, everybody, we we we. Okay, how do I want to put this? Who are we? Am I who I think I am, or I? Or am I who you think I am or anybody who sees me or anybody in my in my family? We are all these different things, you know. Uh, so when I when I was made the joke about, uh, you know, when I find out who I am in real life, I'll let you know. Um, there's you know, we, we are all of these things. And I am a firm believer and I've talked about this. I don't know if I've talked about it. I know I've talked about it in my personal life that. We all have stories. We are not who who uh, necessarily anybody thinks we are, you know, because we are we are multifaceted. Like you know, the, when I was haranguing you about your negativity, well, that's not it's not who you are. You're much more than that. Yeah, because oh, believe me, but uh, you, you know what I mean. You you are much more than that. Because I could have like. We could have done this, and I could have just given you crap like throughout for two hours straight about not liking any of your work and just like no, thinking no. that you're that you're worthless. That wouldn't have happened because it wouldn't have been two hours. It would have been maybe five, ten minutes. Then <laughs> uh, I would tell you to go screw off and and uh, get on with my, li- with my life. No, <laughs> not like I would say anything like that to you. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It, it's it's um it's it's one of those situations where um. People look at me, look at me, and say, "Okay, well, there's a, you know, a dude who's got a family. You know, I know he's got daughters, he's got a wife. You know, he, you know, he's he's a white dude. He's got this, you know, particular kind of life. He lives in Los Angeles, whatever." And not knowing history, my history, I am really interested um, in other people. I think that's why I enjoy. Um, that's part of the thing that I enjoy about Facebook. I know that it's not who we are. I know you know it's just, we're just getting a sketch of who who people are on, especially on Facebook, or who they aren't. You know who knows? You know, uh, you know who knows? Thing. Who knows who's 
uh, on Facebook, you know, um, don't even know if it's a girl or a boy or, or, or what, you know what I mean? But when I go, so that's why I enjoy going to these conventions, which, you know, I, I didn't know that I would enjoy it as much, uh, because I, re- I find that I really like meeting folks and I like finding out about them. It's not, although I've been rambling on all this time, I know it's, it's not all about me. You know, like I really would, would like to know more about about you. Not that we're going to ever, you know, who knows if we'll ever meet. I know you're out here for, for a short time. Um, yeah, because I, I, I contacted you and said, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, do you want to hang out? And uh, no, I thought you, you were couldn't insane. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not, I don't know who this dude is. I, he could be a, you know, a mass murderer. I don't, I don't know. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't, uh, what was going on? I was doing a show or something, or rehearsing, or no, no. You were busy that entire week. Oh, I was. Yeah. Like you had to do the motion capture stuff. You oh, had to that's do right. Yeah. Recording for Ben Ten. You got it. You had to do the stage show, and it. Yeah, man. Hey. Uh, <laughs> that was that was in, that was all in one week, and that is amazing. That yeah, is amazing. I'm uh, I'm an important uh, Hollywood actor, <laughs> babe. Don't ever shave, uh, and I mean that. You know. No, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you, 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 things are just, um, you get busy, thank goodness. But, but back to my, my thing is that everybody has a story. Bear, um, Christopher K- uh, Kent, um, that, that uh, asked the question, of how did you get started? I really want to, I want to meet Christopher. Uh, we don't agree on, I don't think we, I, I think we don't agree on most things political. Um, I know we voted. Well, I, can, I can I can tell you I can tell you right now like um, you know I've read some of your political stuff and I kind of don't agree with it but you know but that's, that's why I guess it makes it fa- fascinating really and it's okay you know that, that's it's all right the bottom line is we all have we're all in this thing called life for a finite amount of time in this incarnation depending on what you believe so we share that. You know, and that's that's no small thing as far as I'm concerned. You know, you find that you have um, we are not individual. You know, we are individuals, but we're in this thing together. We, uh, you know, uh, for the good and the bad. And uh, I love talking. Like I said, I love being able to talk to somebody in in Kuwait, Kuwait City. It's like I've never been there. Wow. I would love to be there. You know, if you're there, you could be in there. <laughs> you could be in, you know, five doors away from me. I, I don't know, you know, because you chose not to use the face. Um, <laughs> so you're you're hidden. <laughs> no, no, it's because of the recording thing. I have to. Like... No, 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 I'm, I'm just. <laughs> but so, so I really, uh, when I talk to folks like you know, uh, you know on Facebook or especially in person. I dig it. I really do. You know, uh, I didn't know I would like it as much as I do. I, I just like hanging out with, with folks and, and finding out about who, who they are. I met a guy in, in, um, in uh, Birmingham in, uh, this summer. And <laughs> the other morning at uh, seven in the morning, my phone rings and I, you know, I had been up very late. So I blinked my eyes open and I'm, I'm looking at, a, at my phone like this, and it's a FaceTime. And all I saw was the 4-4 exchange 
And I thought it was one of my friends in England. So I clicked it, and then I could see all he could see was my one eye. I said, Martin, hello. And it was a guy from Wales that I <laughs> that I had uh, met. Nice guy, really nice guy. And, and he just said, you know, you know, I just felt this urge to call you and, and say hi and, and hear your voice. I really, you know. I, and I said, oh, cool. Okay, great. How you doing? <laughs> and he told me what was going on in his life. We talked for, you know, I guess it was only five minutes, five, six minutes, because his dad called him down to uh, uh, to dinner. Um, so I was off the hook. Uh, no. <laughs> so, no, it's, uh, like this person. No, it, it was like early in the morning. I had nothing going on except I was like blinking the sleep out of my eyes. Um, and it was, it was, it was cool, you know? Um, so I like that kind of stuff because we are all connected by what, what I do. You know, I do something that people like, fuck man, that's what it's about. You know, I, you wouldn't be calling me. If there wasn't something that I, that you liked, that I, you know, we wouldn't be doing this. If you just hate everything, I'd never hear from you, which would be nice, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear from people who hate everything I do. You know what I mean? Why waste my time? Why waste theirs? <laughs> well, um, you know, you haven't done anything I dislike that much. That much. Say. There's been a few. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know that I'm not a big fan of the omniverse stuff. We, I. I said that, you know, I won, I won. That's okay. It, 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 you, you know, are, it's... You are not the demographic that they're looking for, either. Uh, but but I, I know, I know, but but still. Like, I, I really liked Ultimate Alien. I thought that it was going into a mature storytelling, and I liked that. And then the next series comes out, and it's like, what what is this? Well, I didn't like that one because I wasn't in, involved in it that much, so screw them. <laughs> I didn't like that one at all, you know. I like the one where I'm involved. Does that sound selfish? Because <laughs> I mean it to. Uh, no. <laughs> Not, you know, it's just I want to be involved, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I, I get it. And that's the great, that, that's the other, it's the most frustrating thing and also the most, uh, wonderful thing about what I do being in, in this business being in uh, being any kind of uh, whether it's um, uh, film TV um, books it's so subjective so what, what I might love you'll hate uh, or vice versa and that's okay we don't have to agree on everything just like politics, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter, and we're not going to. I see. Th- Listen, I've been married for years and years and years. Love my wife dearly. There'll be things that she'll see that we'll see together that she'll love and I'll hate. It's like, okay, doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just means you're wrong. <laughs> you don't agree with me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that is my. That is pretty much my reaction when everyone's whenever whenever someone comes up to me and says they didn't like the Dark Knight. I'm like, what is wrong with you? How can you not like the Dark Knight? <laughs> I got tired of this voice talking like this all the time. No, no, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like who cares? Somebody doesn't. It, 
that's also the, the thing that's kind of frustrating sometimes with re, uh, reviews of things you do. Uh, you know, I'll do a play. There was a time when I, I, I in when I was living in Minnesota, there's this one critic that everybody cared about because he was like the main critic in town, and <laughs> um, he he would come to see shows I did, and luckily he loved everything I did. Uh, I did. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I did the Tevian Fiddler on the Roof. Raved about me. I did something else. He just raved about me. Uh, there was another play. Oh, oh what the Butler saw. Uh, this farce, and I was leading that. And oh God, Paul Eiding was you know transformative. Blah 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 blah. Went on and on. It's like oh cool. And then he did a review of something that I saw that I thought was abysmal, and he raved about it. And then it's like, oh, my God, maybe he's all wrong about me as well. <laughs> God, how could he like me and like this, too? It's like, oh, then he, he did. He, there was another review of something else, but I also thought he was full of crap. So it's like, you know, can I believe anything this guy says? And then it finally hits me. It's like, well, no, you know, sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, people say I'm negative, but like it's, you know, my opinions are subjective. Like just because I, you know, write stuff like, uh, you know, write all these all this crap on Facebook about stuff I don't like doesn't mean like you should feel the same way. And Right, exactly. Not, but this, this is what I feel like, you know, if, if something that if something I like if I see something that I like and I want to write about it, I, I will. If I see something I don't like and I don't write about it, I will. Yeah. Like, I mean, I... <laughs> it's all good. And that's the way I feel about I, it. I felt, I, because I felt bad, like, uh, because I remember writing on your wall saying, like, how much, like, oh, man, you know, Omniverse, that, that's, that show wasn't that good. I don't, you know, it's okay. And then the, the kidney stones thing happened, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was, it was all your fault. The kidney stones were all your fault. You upset me so terribly. <laughs> now, look, hey, I've been around long enough to know that, you know, um, what's the old line, everybody? Uh, opinions are like uh, assholes. Everyone has one, and they all, and most of them stink. Uh, <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it goes. It was, uh, opinions are, are, are like assholes. Everyone has one. Oh, yeah, but then, but, you know, uh, but the, the added line is that most of them stink too. Uh, yeah. But you see, my my feeling is, you know, it, it truly, you know, people are. If I didn't want to, if I, if you can't take criticism for what you do, then don't do it. You know, and it's everybody's opinion is is different. And I like just like I don't want my uh, my children to believe everything I, I believe. Or I want them to have their own feelings about things and their own beliefs. You know, I don't want to let them go into their own stuff. And they have, thank God. Uh, same same thing with everyone else. I don't want body, people telling me how I should think. So I, I'm certainly not going to should think or believe. All is to um, do some homework, you know, just know a little bit about what they're talking about. That's all. Yeah, because because uh, I'm pretty sure you've probably met like a lot of people who don't like the original G1 Transformers. Show. Uh, I'm pretty sure you met them. 
Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure I've met them, but they haven't said said that. Oh, no, I, actually, a few people, yeah, have. They 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 preferred uh, either the animated or Prime, which is awesome. Um, but it it you know so what? It's okay with me. I you know? I grew up with Beast Wars, so that was that's my default series. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, Beast Wars. I've heard, but I, and you know what? I never watched Beast Wars. <laughs> really? <laughs> never watched. Never watched animated either. That is amazing. That I wasn't you, involved. That, Screw them. No, 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 no. It, it's amazing that you yeah. were at a was it was it Botcon or like yeah. one of the Transformers conventions? You were with Scott McNeil, and it yeah. was amazing that you, you you two did improv there. And uh, you, didn't have, you you're, t- you're telling me that you, you haven't seen Beast Wars, and that's that's kind of amazing that you were do, you're willing to do improv with a guy that you you've never seen his work. Never seen his work. Well, he, the, the thing with Beast Wars was, here's what happened in Beast Wars. They chose to do it cheaper. So they went up and uh, they, they did it up in Canada, uh, which was really upsetting to, uh, to actors here in town. Um, so they took, took uh, that series and, and to make it a lot cheaper, they, sh- they did it up there. So all, all the guys here in town lost work because of it. Uh, yeah, but um, at the same time, it gave. Uh, oh, it it gave those guys an opportunity to really learn what they were doing. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, because if it wasn't if it wasn't for Beast work. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Beast Wars, David Kay would not be the big star that he is today. And you know what? I never met David Kay until this year, till he started doing. Uh, uh, we worked on several games together. We would never met until we started working on Omniverse together. And what a great guy! And what a talent! Exactly. It, uh, because of all that stuff happening and because of the, you know, the strikes and crap like that, they went up north and developed those actors and gave them a chance. Now, with, you know, uh, now David probably would have, he would have come down here sooner or maybe at some point he would have come down here and, and established himself. But with that, without that sort of thing happening, without the luck of that going up there for that reason, he never would have had a chance. A lot of those guys wouldn't have been working. You know what I mean? That's same same thing same thing same thing with Scott. I mean, he got a lot yeah. of voice work after doing Beast Wars. So. Yeah, that's that that where luck comes into it. And uh, it, had that not happened, it, it, eventually th- their talent would have you know shown through. But it would have taken uh, a lot longer. Yeah, it w- it was great because you know, listen, most of the guys on um, on uh, Ben Ten are from Canada. Tara, uh, Yuri, David. Um, wait a minute, uh, Eric, all from Canada, you know, <laughs> Eric Bowser, you know who he is? Uh, okay. Heard Listen. the name, I heard the name, but, but I, but I don't remember what he did specifically, but I know. Okay. Just, just keep, keep uh, B-A-U-Z-A. This dude is amazing. Uh, you're going to hear a lot from this dude. He's just amazing. Um, he he's terrific in the show, and he he can do just about anything. He blows me away. Um, same thing with David. David is also God, and just a night. You know, again, they're so nice. These Canadians, <laughs> they're very nice people. You know, I haven't met a Canadian I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met many, but uh, no, really, it's just 
so talented. Well, oh, come on, you you were at TFCon, so <laughs> all those people were Canadian, and they were all nice. That was the thing, <laughs> e- including Gary Chalk. <laughs> okay, he was a nice guy. <laughs> it, it's funny, like you say that he's a nice guy because, like, he is so political on Facebook. I don't think I've ever seen him post anything that isn't political. Oh, he does from time to time, yeah. Because uh, I was up there with Gary, and, and uh, oh, I, I did something terrible. Somebody said uh, he was doing his panel, and, uh, oh, God, somebody asked me to make up a question. So I hid in, in the audience and came in. I, at this point, I had never even met Gary. Um, I, I may have said hi. No, I don't think we had even met yet. We were about to do a panel together later, and um, I went in. And I did this weird voice, and I asked him if, God, I don't know what it was, two different characters played. If they got into a fight, uh, which one would buy the groceries? Or I, I don't know what it was. It, it's online somewhere. Somebody recorded it. But I made up this question just to be stupid. And God bless him, he tried to answer it. Uh, <laughs> because he didn't know it was me. I guess we had met earlier, <laughs> but uh, just to, you know to prank him, uh, I did it, uh, and uh, and he he's such a nice guy. He tried to answer the question. Dude can sing too. Oh, he has a great voice. And play the guitar and sing. Okay, I'm looking at the time. It's getting close for me. Uh, so Jesus thank Christ! You. Wait, how long have we been talking? Two hours and 21 minutes. See, you, you let me go, man. I'm just going to ramble and ramble and bore the crap out of everybody. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. And, and like, I, I love these conversations. Like, you know, we should do these more often. Like, you know. And now you're going to edit it out. And all you're, all you're going to leave on there is, uh, Greg, uh, fuck Greg Berger. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, who else did I um, jokingly dish? No, Rob oh, Paulson. Yeah, I hate Rob Paulson. Um, you know. <laughs> If you edit this, I'll, I will find you, <laughs> and I will, I will hurt you. So don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, th- thanks again, Paul. And uh, before you go, can you do? Can you just say, "I'm Paul Lighting, and you're listening to Hello Governor, the podcast, All or right. whatever." Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Thanks. Was that okay? Yeah, that was okay. Thank thank you. I I could do it this way. Uh, Hi, this is Paul Eiding. Uh, You're listening to L.O. Governor, uh, the podcast. Can you just do Colonel Campbell? Because that would just freak everybody out. (laughs) Yeah. Snake. Snake. You're listening to L.O. Governor. The podcast with Paul Hiding. <laughs> or, or something like that. Uh, well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm sorry we, I, we kept you rambling on there, but... Um, sorry, dude. Hey, man, it, it, it happens. It, it yeah. happens. And thank, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad I looked at the, at the clock. I got a 12 minutes. Thank you so much. Seven minutes now. Uh, My well, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye.